It takes more than cursing your flaky VPN from your makeshift home office to be a great- Oh crap, it went out again. Oh, it's back! To be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering episode 230. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast about the softer side of software development, all the non-tech stuff. That was a pretty speedy VPN blip if it didn't drop any audio. (laughs) No distortion at all. I had a backup recording. Oh, okay. (laughs) If you're backup VPN. Yeah, (laughs) right. So I've worked from home since before the bad times. And (laughs) it's nice. One silver lining is that the VPN is now suddenly the CTO's problem too when it goes down it's not just suddenly got way better (laughs) amazing weird yeah (laughs) i'm sure that was a coincidence yeah surely we hadn't been complaining about it for years (laughs) i would like to thank our patrons thank you so much to the folks who are contributing at the level where we shout them out every single week thank you to oladapo fade kiaren svainson ragnar hardison Alexander, microconfig.io, Nick, Travis Sanders, Evgeny Sladkowski, Dennis Bogdanov, Braden Kane, Stephen Armand Lee, John Grant, Luke Bayless, Philip John Basile, the Agile Ventures Charity, Sean and Vinlock. Thank you so much to those folks. You help make the show possible. You help pay for bandwidth costs, hosting costs, food costs <laughs> to keep us alive. The podcast snacks. Podcast snacks, yeah. Our our startup water. Yeah. Extensively stocked. No, yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate the support. Everybody who has donated or contributed, it's not a donation because we're not a 50-whatever, non-profit, whatever that is. Obviously, we're not one because we don't even know what that's called. (laughs) I swear we're legit. We're one of those non-profit thingies. (laughs) We're a non-profit cult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our paperwork is the bright, cheery smiles that we wear every day. How can you mistrust that? <laughs> Your donations are tax deducible. <laughs> if you support the show by going to softskills.audio and clicking support us on Patreon, then you'll get an invite to our Slack team, which is great and friendly. And they all smell nice. I haven't smelled any of them, but I just know that they do. <laughs> like you've never smelled bad. Like you've never smelled anything bad when you're on Slack. Yeah, I just, I think it it's... One of the unspoken reward tiers in Patreon is like, you just smell good. Yeah. I would like to thank a special listener named Hector who sent us a gift in the mail from Sweden. A wonderful little pair of butter knives that are, apparently every house in Sweden has these little butter knives. It's so, they are so cool. And I just wanted to say thank you, Hector, for sending those. And if you'd like to send us a weird little item, or not weird, I mean, I'm not saying the butter knives are weird. They're awesome. <laughs> But I mean, in the strict definition, they are very unusual. I've never seen a butter knife like this. It's very interesting. Yeah. I'm going to buck the trend and try and use it to cut steak. (laughs) That would be against the culture. So do so at your own risk. (laughs) Yeah. Just want to say thank you for sending those. And if you'd like to send us some weird little item and have us talk about it on the show, we will happily accept that. Just send us a DM on Twitter or join our Slack community and you can send us a message there and we'll give you a mailing address. Yeah, thank you. These are rad. All right, I will read our first question. This is from a listener named Taylor who asks, is it frowned upon to not want to be promoted and get more responsibility? I want to keep a good work-life balance, but feel that saying so will have my manager think less of me. Hmm. Have you ever had someone say, we don't have a good work-life balance? I'm just thinking about that phrase. 
And everybody says their work-life balance is good, but then they slip in little hints to tell you it's bad uh. instead of saying <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> like, yeah, work-life balance is fantastic. We're really intense about shipping. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that means no, right. it's bad. <laughs> yeah. We work hard, but we play hard. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that means that you work long hours and then have a second unpaid job where you have to hang out at the bar with your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> Even so later. I, you know, I've had the opposite where I've asked someone if they have a good work-life balance and they've just said, no, actually, okay, no, here's what I said. I said, what, is, what are some of your favorite things about working here in a job interview? And the person interviewing me says that they really like how little pressure there is to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay that was like the truest of true work-life balance question answers <laughs> we don't really have to do any work ever it's yeah. great <laughs> and i'm like check the work-life balance checkbox like i'll just fill that bubble all the way in yeah but i think there is something here where generally as you get promoted the expectation is you are doing more and often that looks like or is correlated with putting in more hours there's yeah. often higher demands and it's not necessarily that someone says you have to work more hours it's just like you have this important thing that more people depend on that has to get done and right turns out that takes more time right i think that i think time is actually a derivative effect uh, generally i think companies don't care how much time you spend yeah as you yeah. move up this promotion ladder it's just hard to spend less time right <laughs> Yeah, so my answer to this question is, you know, in other words, can you uh, tell your manager, I don't want to be promoted because I value having more free time without it having some negative effect on you or make your manager think less of you? I think in some cases, your manager will envy you for taking a stand. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had done that before I became you, a manager. Yeah, you are were, you were brave in a way that they could not be. yes. Exactly. <laughs> I actually heard, I, okay, this might be a rumor, but I knew someone who, according to legend in my company, had actually turned down a raise. And he said, I make enough money huh. and I don't want the attached increase in responsibility that comes with raises implicitly. So no, thank you. Huh. I can't tell if that person is very smart or very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, I worked with this person and even though it's a legend that what they said, I never heard it from their own mouth, but I can tell you they yeah. were very smart. Yeah. It seems like the kind of thing you would do if you really had life priorities figured out yeah. and strongly defined. And you also didn't care at all what other people thought about you. Yeah. And that, that perfectly defines this person. Huh. Interesting. He's doing fine, by the way. Is it frowned upon to not want to be promoted and get... I, I feel like this might depend on the context and the culture. Like there might be some very competitive kind of ladder climbing mm -hmm. cutthroat places where that's just the way it is. And you're supposed to want to grow your empire. And if you're not doing that, you're, if you're staying still, you're falling behind. And there might be some places where the work-life yeah, balance exactly. is really great. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, more responsibility isn't really a thing that right. people are pumped about. That famous Netflix culture deck that who knows if it's real, but it like created an idea of what culture at Netflix is like in a lot of people's heads. And that has a slide. I think it has a slide about up or out where people you're trying to like advance them. And if they stop advancing, then they, you just say, 
here's your generous huh. severance package. I should confirm this. Well, the generous severance lies. is definitely a, a quote from that alleged deck. In fact, I've heard that from a Netflix employee. They've said average performance is given yeah, a, general sev- a, a generous severance. A, a general severance. Yep. We're, we're just going to generally... <laughs> just, <they're>, they'll sever <laughs> generally, something. I mean, you've been generally severed. So Up or Out is in there? It is in some like clickbaity articles that are quoting Netflix culture. Sounds great. I did not find it in the slides, but I feel like it's there. You know, like really in this day and age, can you get a better source than that? I submit that you cannot. <laughs> Filtered through like 15 underpaid part-time writers yeah. who are just trying to get up there in the SEO rankings. And on the right-hand side of the page, it's just like absolutely littered in advertisements. Or it would be if I did not have copious amounts of ad blockers. Right, like three layers of ad blocking. Yeah. Yeah, so... So probably up. not there. Not Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But good news, you probably don't work there because most people don't. Right. I built a classifier that identifies whether or not you work at Netflix. You can go to a website and just mm-hmm. click on it. And uh, it just always says you don't work at Netflix. And it's right 99.9% of the time. It's very high <laughs> precision. Whoa. There must be some intense machine learning oh, behind yeah. that. Big time. Level of... You should see my F1 scores. They're off the charts. I know exactly what that means. And I get it. <laughs> and it's funny. Ha, ha, ha. F1. I don't know what that means. That's fine. I've seen this concept called like a terminal level or a, Mm -hmm. well, no, that's the only thing I've heard it called, where below a certain promotion level, there's this idea that a a competent person who has worked here long enough should get to this level. And if they don't, then they probably need to be let go. But once they get there, then it's sort of like opt-in to go above that. Okay. So it, it might be like, I don't know senior engineer or or regular software engineer or something but like if you're if you're below that level and you can't get promoted to that level then they might say well you'll never make it and then give you the the firm handshake and the generous severance package but i would expect there to be less pressure to get promoted at places with that idea so i i lost you just a little bit there but i I understand the idea of the top end where they you are no longer expected to grow beyond a certain level, but are you suggesting that at some places there's also like a minimum achievement level? Yeah, I think it's like the, it's sort of like a, it's like up or out with a cutoff, like get above this level or you're out. Got it. And then, and then once you get above this level, it is no longer up or out. So the, the top level, or sorry, that level is called terminal level. Yes. And that is, it's not like there's a spectrum there. You're saying that like that terminal level is the bar you have to clear before you can stop growing. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a career ladder level. It'll, it'll have like yeah. a title. Like you should get to this title in this amount of time if you kind of are, are going to be successful here. I, I do not understand why, I mean, I understand technically why they call it a terminal level. It's because that's the last level that you have to get to. But boy, I really hate that name. It's like achieve this level or you will be terminated. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what it is, though. So yeah, I guess it it needs some corporate double speak wrapped around it. Yeah, exactly. It's an achievement motivator, right? Yeah, it's the incentivization level. That is what they call the person who stands behind you and cracks the whip. <laughs> They're the achievement motivator. Yes. So, I guess there might be some very explicit signals, but what if there aren't? What if you don't work at Netflix, like you don't? Right. Ninety nine point nine percent precision (laughs) and there's no idea of a terminal level or an expectation of a career ladder that you have to climb 
what if I think the hard case here is where you have a boss or or someone higher up in the org who is uh, believes you are capable and wants you to do more. Yes, and you refuse because it's one thing to say like I just won't go for that thing that I have to explicitly chase after, but it's another thing when someone is saying, "Well, you take on this extra stuff because I think you can do it, and we need help." You're like, nope. <laughs> Good luck with no, that. No, I, I kind of like not having any pressure to deliver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like my work-life balance just the way it is. Yeah. In fact, I'd like to go the other direction. I'd like to have more life <laughs> and less work in my balance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that is definitely frowned upon. So, I mean, I, I think in theory, even at companies that claim to have a terminal level, I think in theory, you can go to that point and stop growing. But in practice, when you have someone who sees potential in you and you, ref- like a leader who sees potential in you, and you refuse to engage with that, I do think that, your that leader will think less of you if not like even if at a very semantic level very pedantically they will think that you're going to achieve less in terms of the promotion ladder at your company so i mean that's yeah. there's that so you kind of have to be willing to live with that but but also i mean i think that I, I don't have any evidence of this but i think that unconsciously people will start trusting you less and giving you less interesting stuff to work on I and mean, really i i maybe not i don't know maybe maybe this is just my I'm just speculating here. Um, but I mean, imagine if you have two people that are both available to do a project and one of them is like, I just really want to grow. I want to, I want all the challenges. Uh, I want to be, you know, I want to climb that ladder or whatever. And the other one's like, no, no, just hold me steady here. And your manager has to decide between the two of them. Who do you think they're going to give the interesting project to? Yeah. So I've said no to promotions before because I didn't want to manage the team that had someone on it that I didn't want to manage. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then I said yes later, so it didn't ruin me forever. But uh, I do feel like I was a little clueless going into that. I didn't really consider the ramifications or the potential opportunities or anything. I was just like uh, shying away from pain, I guess. Yeah. I know a few people who have been gently guided towards a management path and resisted enough to say, like, no, I want to be technical. I don't want to do this kind of work. That's not the direction I want to grow in. They didn't say that I don't want more responsibility, though. They just said, like, I don't want to do this kind of thing. I want to grow in other ways. I think think that's a very different scenario. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think that reflected well on them and, and worked out well for them. Like that's like saying I want you to do a different job at the same level yeah, of responsibility, exactly. and they're like, "No, I like this. I, I want to do this job." Yeah, I don't think I've seen someone just like say no flat out to yeah a promotion or or like to important tasks that would be kind of moving you closer towards promotion. Right. Yeah, I I've only seen it the one time, <laughs> and it was awesome. I thought. <laughs> Also, I, th- I think the risk here is overstated. I think a lot of times people are like, well, if I take that, that promotion and get more responsibility, suddenly I'm never going to see my personal life ever again. And yeah. I think that's actually usually more fear than reality. Yeah. I found in my experience, the thing that controls my work-life balance the most is me and my willingness to say no to things mm. or yes to things. And I can often have more life and less work than I choose to have. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that depends on situations and maybe so okay. Maybe you need to show that you're very high achieving in life 
okay. so that you're still trusted and respected. You just get really good at hacky sack, just a hacky sack wizard to show that like you're really driven in general. It's just that uh, you work to to hacky. You work to, okay. to hack. Okay. You work to sack. But, okay. <laughs> not sack to work, you know? <laughs> Got it. I know exactly the person you're talking about, by the way. Uh, I think they live in Portland. But go on. <laughs> they wear Birkenstocks. Did you write a machine learning algorithm that can detect with 99.9% yeah. <laughs> precision that they live in Portland? I mean, it's more like 70%, but yeah. 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 And then that way, you'll still show that you're high achieving, trustworthy, just like, you know, their heart belongs to the hack. <laughs> you know, not the... Not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, wait doesn't belong yeah there's just not enough room in his heart for your work yeah <laughs> i'd love to stay late but i got a competition <laughs> a a session right i mean well it's a competition they talk about it like but, like skateboarders or something like right. i gotta go sack i don't know i mean it is a competition it's just me hacky sacking against my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't really know we where answered the question no i don't okay. really know where you're going with the hacky sack thing <laughs> sorry oh well i'm there already so if it didn't if you didn't there's there's nothing else left there's no other reveal <laughs> okay if it didn't make sense there's no more sense to make i was on the edge of my it's, seat just waiting for it well is this some kind of maybe new performance next episode art? i'll finish it okay <laughs> it's like i'll 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 just leave the chord unresolved okay. forever and then it drives you nuts i like that that's going to be good listener retention metrics <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep we need more long-term story arcs in our show yeah 45 episodes ago yeah i'm not smart enough to do that yeah me neither do you want to read our next question sure okay this one comes from an anonymous listener who says hi david jameson love your show the time has come to quit my job and i am wondering if i should keep a copy of the scripts i wrote for the project Ooh. Huh. Huh. Gonna have to put on our space lawyer hats for this one. Yeah, well, uh, I dabbled in earth law by Googling, can you take code to your next job? Okay. And finding one page that says no. Oh. So on earth, I, it, I'm pretty sure that your company owns the code you write. That's in a thing that I probably signed when I took my job. Yeah. <laughs> without reading closely enough. Uh, some companies' employment agreements go further than that, and they own any code that you write while you're employed there, whether it's during work hours on work right. uh, hardware or not. And and like the thing that you produce for them, one of the artifacts that you produce is, is code. Like They yeah. own it. So I think if you take it, you're basically taking stuff from them that belongs to them, not you. And by stuff, you mean earthly intellectual property. Yeah. There was a case. Wasn't there that guy who worked at Goldman Sachs? And took some code to another job and got the pants suit off of him. I haven't heard about that one. Let's see if I can do some quick investigative reporting by typing Goldman Sachs programmer took code into Google. Sergey Alenikov. Oh, he was found guilty. Yeah. So he stole some software from Goldman Sachs. Uh-huh. Or that's what the court ruled, even though he wrote it. Okay. So I think that means no, <laughs> you yeah. can't, right? Yeah, I think so. And but on the other hand, I did work with the guy who brought his own like fully formed deploy system composed of a 
series of inscrutable bash scripts from okay. job to job. Okay. And I wish that he had been sued by his previous job <laughs> so that <laughs> he could not have brought it. <laughs> oh man, you should go like you should go interview at his previous company. Get a job and then launch a lawsuit against <laughs> Rat him, him out and then move back to your <laughs> current company. Yeah. But okay, so what about so you're saying scripts uh in this case. I'm assuming scripts means like code. I'm assuming they're writing well, scripts. Well, yeah, and I think that's I think it's worth answering that question which is okay can i take a bunch of code and we've seen the example the goldman sachs example also a former google waymo employee went to uber and brought a bunch of code and got the pants suit off of him as well uh that was yeah. um that was just last year actually i think in both these cases though like they explicitly took the code to build stuff out of it and use it in yeah. other contexts for a competitor i'm <laughs> yeah yeah so like the reality on the ground is that these people are going to get caught and sued. And if you take a few scripts from one company into the next, you're probably not going to get caught. But as yeah. space lawyers who have jurisdiction in this entire solar system, we would suggest against that. Yeah. Now, could you take a photograph of your code on a Polaroid, for example, and take that with you? You probably have to ask regular Earth lawyer. Okay. I feel like no. I mean, I don't know. I don't... I, I'm not going to speculate, but it sounds like no. It does feel like the legal no is maybe different from the in practice no. <laughs> like if if you are harming their intellectual property or they believe you are, then they will come after you. And if you're not, and if you're taking it to like see how you wrote that one for loop that one time, yeah, uh, you might get caught and then they can probably get you in big trouble. But if you don't get caught, it seems unlikely that some drone will fly into your house and like scan your laptop five years from now for code. Yeah. But if you don't get caught, you're it's fine. It feels like a bad stance to take. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I feel weird about that. I agree. I, I I would not do this. But you know, this is this is why employees always push for allowing their stuff to be open sourced. Yeah, and uh, I think if you brought code that you owned already to a job, you could take that with you. I've seen provisions for that in employment contracts where you list like, these are my inventions already that I will use for this company. The, these are inventions that I have already stolen from another company and brought to a new company, <laughs> which approved of them. And now you can have them without stealing. Yeah. And then just write like double jeopardy in big red <laughs> letters at the bottom nice try and convince them that that somehow applies right <laughs> yeah sometimes like contractors will do something like that too where sometimes contractors do work for hire where you pay them money and the thing that they produce is code for you but sometimes you're paying them to like solve problems and they can use their own suite of tools to do that yeah i'll tell you ways in which i have taken code as long as everybody listening promises not to sue me or okay. put me in jail okay like i'll take notes about i don't know here's this random like awk said sort pipe monstrosity i pieced together to get like the middle 14 lines of this one log file okay <laughs> i'll like keep stuff like that around in in notes okay so that i can remember it i don't take like whole systems but just like little snippets of things i use to manipulate computer stuff i write that down somewhere usually 
So I'm, I'm going to go with the same approach I proposed earlier, the open source approach, and say, this is why you should blog about these things. Ah. Put it in a blog and suddenly it's, you know, I mean, that's probably also a problem, but... <laughs> 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 but I mean, if you're if you get your company to approve, no, the no, officer, right. it's right here on WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mistake. Carry on. The medium immunity clause for anything <laughs> written on medium.com is public domain, <laughs> protected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I mean, however, having said that, if all you're interested in is little snippets and collections of tools and one-liners and stuff like that, then uh, I actually think it might make sense to blog those with the permission of your company. If you want to be completely above board, uh, your company might have like a, a blog approval process and you can put them in there. And if they approve it, then there you go. Yeah, there might be something to like, if you, I believe that you should be learning durable skills at your job as in, mm-hmm. in addition to kind of job specific things. And there might be some kind of patterns that you can learn or write down that aren't the individual lines of code, but like, here's how I generally solve this kind of problem or something. That yeah. feels pretty useful and pretty unobjectionable to me. Yeah. Also, I got to tell you, I've, Jameson, you and I have both been through quite a few jobs in our day. I think I'm up mm-hmm. to five or six, which I think some people would be like, oh, five or six, child's play. But still, five or six yeah. jobs. I mean, I've invested significant time into many of these companies. And I've often thought, oh, I'm so scared of leaving all this code behind without being able to at least reference it. But the reality is, yeah. once you start the new job, I've never really, once I'm on the new job, I've never thought back or thought, oh, I really want to get my hands on that code. It just never comes up for me. And I, I take that as a sign that software engineering tends to be more about conceptual learning so that you can produce new code. And if you forgot the exact syntax, you know, you've learned how to learn that or how to find it. Yeah. And that's been true to my experience. I just have never gone back and been like, oh man, if only I had that one liner that I that would save this whole project. No, you, you learn how to reconstruct that stuff. Yeah. If only that Python list comprehension was at the tip of my fingers. Yeah. I guess one exception I could see to that if it's like really performance sensitive, like weird, fancy data structures tuned for some specific architecture. But then if that's the case, that's you're probably getting into like Goldman Sachs, Google, Waymo yep. territory of exactly. like taking valuable intellectual property that is the secret sauce. Yep. I wouldn't mess with that. Wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. If you can just make it again at the next place, though. Yeah, then. exactly. I mean, you are you can take all your memories, everything you've learned, all your skills you've developed to your next company. And I just would not recommend taking copied and pasted versions of anything. I want to take like Jameson's greatest hits of comments that he wrote that made him laugh okay that's what i would want not for using later but just so i could look back on him and say wasn't i clever when i made this giant like four page long ascii art thing to (laughs) tell people don't touch this line or something that's all fun and games until your company comes after you and says that was our competitive advantage Yeah, at least I'll have done this episode with you to have fond memories to look back on. (laughs) Before you go to jail? Yep. Hopefully they'll let you listen to this episode in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Warden, can I please just have an iPod or something? (laughs) So should I keep a copy? Uh, No, you should remember stuff you learned and how to solve problems, but you shouldn't copy all the code over. That's right. And for anything you don't want to remember, you can blog it or open source it both with your company's permission. 
that's your back door. Yeah. All right. Have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. And uh, if you take our advice and end up in jail, it was Jameson's fault. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a subliminal disclaimer at the beginning of the show that everything that bad that happens because of listening to it is my fault. That's right. And now I've just made it explicit because I don't want to mess around with (laughs) any ambiguity. (laughs) All right, Jameson, where can people go if they want to take our advice and stay out of jail? They can go to softskills.audio, click ask us a question to ask a question, find places to subscribe there, or click support us on Patreon to support the show. We'll catch you next week.